Good evening and welcome to this evening's episode of The Mary Trump Show. Tonight, I am ecstatic, seriously, to have with me actor, advocate of gay parenting, activist, and most importantly, just absolutely phenomenal human being, the great Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie, thank you so much for being here. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, I really enjoy this podcast and I'm thrilled when you asked me to be on it. Oh, thanks. I've been uh, wanting to talk to you for a long time after we actually we actually talked. Uh, I think it seems like 700 years ago, but I think it sure it does, doesn't ago. it? Yeah. Um, but just to, you know, the landscape has shifted so dramatically. Yes. Uh, in these two years, both in terms of covid uh, politically, um, just everything. So I it's been a slow news week. So we're just <laughs> not kidding. Nothing's gonna, going on. Yeah, we yeah. just got to make stuff up. But um, you know, I definitely would. I would love to talk about what you're doing. I know you're in a new series that's uh, gotten great reviews, um, American Gigolo, and uh, you're out in LA. Um, but let's let's focus for a moment, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it <laughs> on um, this moment we're in. I mean it's hard to explain how um, significant the times in which we live are. I, we are literally living through history. Yes. And right. And for the most part, I don't like it. No, <laughs> it hasn't been fun. No, I agree. But do you feel like, and you know, this, you're, you're somebody who, who has been aware of uh, what's, what goes on for, longer than most. Do you feel like we're turning a corner or that things are getting serious in a way they haven't been before this week? Without a doubt. I mean, when I heard that the FBI was at Mar-Largo, however you pronounce that, I was uh, giddy with excitement, to tell you the truth, because I was so angry at how long it was taking. There were so many supposed investigations and sealed you know, documents, indictments that I, I and everyone else in the world is going, when is it going to happen? When are you going to pull the trigger? And so frustrating to sit here and watch this guy get away with all the things that he's gotten away with so far and think he never, ever is held accountable for anything in his life. This will be a wake-up call for him on an emotional and spiritual tsunami, you know, because I don't think he is ready for what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I think he's he's going to be in shock. There's absolutely no way he's processing this right now. And what I, one of the things that I find very fascinating is that um, not only has he not been held accountable, he's never taken responsibility for anything. He's always blaming somebody else. And he gets that. He comes by that. Honestly, my grandfather was like that too. Mm. Uh, my grandfather did that for himself. You know, he was never wrong, but he also did it on Donald's behalf. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, and he's always gotten away with that too. And I think this is also the first time that his deflecting, his attacking other people has totally come back to bite his ass. And yes. I said this earlier, um, 
the two things tripped him up. One is Merrick Garland is a master chess player and Donald's always playing checkers. Um, He's always attacking people he thinks can't fight back. And then, you know, he probably thinks Merrick Garland didn't come out of central casting. He doesn't look the part of a tough guy. You know, he's a librarian or something. Turns out Merrick Garland's a ninja. And here we are. Donald's like having people attacking the FBI and the DOJ. And Merrick Garland is saying, not on my watch. Right. Right. And to stand up to him like that, to not only threaten, but follow through on asking for the documents to be released. And now the judge says they have until three o'clock tomorrow, apparently, the Trumps, to decide what the, whether or not they're going to appeal. Um, and what, how's he going to try to explain that away? How's he going to do that? I mean, there are people so deep in the cult, like I watch on TV these little clips of people so ready to drink the Kool-Aid, so seriously needing deprogramming, you know, from the lies that were told and that were broadcast and that people believed. And again, I blame it all on Mark Burnett. I really do, because that yeah. Celebrity Apprentice was a piece of fiction and he created everything to make it look as though he was a successful businessman, which he never, ever was. And all you have to do is pick up a book or Google it. The guy has been a loser since the beginning of his life. And he remains the, the word that he uses, a loser, you know, yeah. and uh, insurrectionist and criminal and heartless human being. And yeah. I just worry that. You know, the effect is going to be long lasting from him. Well, that's one of the things I I wanted us to talk about, because I think it's it's a huge mistake to to allow people to pretend that this is just about Donald. And if if we can take him off the board, everything's going to be just fine. I mean, one one thing that seems very different now as a fellow New Yorker, so let's I want to step back for a second as as a fellow New Yorker, when this all this nightmare began in 2015, 2016, did you take it seriously? And did no. you think he had right? Because no. we knew we knew because we knew we remembered when his jets were being repossessed off the runways of LaGuardia. We remember all the crap that he tried to pull and trying to sell steaks and liquor. And, you know, the man is like a, a used car salesman. He's uh, he's really an entertainer that has taken on the darkness and, and it's encompassed him, I feel. And he's not able to think or, you know, he's like a mentally ill person who's never been treated and is a danger to the world. Yeah. Listen, uh, untreated illnesses only get worse uh, typically. And, and that isn't, you know, there was a time a long, long time ago, but you know, there was a spark of some kind of kindness in him, um, not, not, not anything, uh, like normal people kindness, but you know, it was there and it's completely been obliterated. But what's more dangerous is what I also didn't see coming that he would, that the, the Republican party would go all in I know. and legitimize him. So it's, we take him off the board. Well, great, but we still have the entire Republican party to fight because did there may have been off ramps in the past, but I think there was this turning point when they started attacking the FBI and the DOJ on Donald's behalf. Did, right. did, did that strike you as ominous? 
Well, you know, it struck me as more of the same and the way that, you know, that the Trump administration used the DOJ and, you know, reality winner, this young mm -hmm. patriot who was totally abused by the Department of Justice, by Donald Trump himself, and had the longest sentence ever given to anyone for the crime that she committed and spent five years of her life in prison, her life destroyed, like those two women who were the uh, voter workers down in Florida. Like, he doesn't care whose lives he ruins. He really doesn't, and he never has. You know, from his businesses, he notoriously never paid his debts to other vendors. He, he doesn't care one bit who he hurts. And it's like he's a sociopath. He can't muster up the most small amount of compassion. And, you know, that that is a dangerous person. What's even more terrifying is that those are the qualifications that make you a viable candidate in the Republican Party these days. Well, we're going to see because, you know, we beat them by seven million. And I think people are pissed. I think women are pissed. I think, you know, progressive thinking people, I think even some Republicans are pissed. And they're like, this is not what we signed up for. So I have a feeling that it's going to be a shock, just like it was in Kansas. I think that people are going to be like, stunned at how many people stand up and, and fight back against him and all of his ilk. I, I think that the time has come and with the January 6th committee hearings and with this latest uh, incident down at Mar Largo and, you know, there had to be crimes that, that they knew what he had committed in order to get the search warrant. Right. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be able to lie his way out of this. You know, I, I feel like um, he's always been good at deflecting and he had the media sort of behind him. But um, the Rubicon has been crossed, I think, with Roe v. Wade, yeah. with people's tolerance, with what they're planning on doing, you know, to gay marriage, to interracial marriage, to gay adoption. You know, these are, are serious human rights violations. And um, this is the United States of America. So we have to fix this before we no longer are the democracy that is supposed to be the bright light in the world, you know, that other people are, are looking to us. Um, and they don't anymore. And I think we have this time right now, we were on the precipice of disaster. If we don't do it right now, if this next election coming up, we got to blow them out of the water. We got to say you are not the majority of Americans. This is not what Americans think. We are bigger and better than this. And we are going to show you. We're going to take this back. You're not going to throw away 50 years of reproductive freedom for women and have nobody stand up and fight you. No, we're going to. We're going to. I couldn't be more hopeful. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm not taking anything for granted. Uh, and I'm not, I know you're not either. We need to um, keep on top of this because as great as the news was out of Kansas, we then got hit with what happened in Indiana. Indiana yeah. And there are many other states, the same life begins at conception, which is as, as far as I'm concerned, a religious point of view. Yes, I agree. Um, and, in the Dobbs decision, we have the not-so-subtle indication by Clarence Thomas 
that they're not done yet. Um, and if we think it's just Clarence Thomas who thinks that there is no right to privacy, that it is not an unenumerated right, so therefore we can go after gay marriage and uh, interracial marriage. And just as a quick reminder, in the year 2022, the House of Representatives had to pass a bill to protect same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. Okay, so if we think that the other five radical illegitimate justices aren't going to hop on board, um, then we're we're definitely not paying attention. And that's that's another thing that that worries me, though. Um, what can we do with this court? Um, and we can expand it. We have to expand the court. And every time Biden says he's not interested in doing that, it infuriates me. You know, I think Joe Biden saved the world from another four years of Donald Trump, and he mm -hmm. should be heralded as a hero. And his latest job numbers and what he's been able to accomplish is pretty amazing. Um, but I believe that we should have someone else run. Because oh, that's he's too old. He's too old. I want him to pass the baton. I want us all to get together and go, yes, what he did was astounding. And now we're going to move on to younger, more progressive, more... Um, uh, politicians and leaders. It's, it's crazy. You don't let your grandfather use the carving knife at Thanksgiving when he's that age. You can't let him run the world. You know, I think there should be 35 years old is how old you have to be on election day. And you can't be over 70. Like, I don't know. That's just the new rule. Can we put that in somewhere? <laughs> because I think it's, it's these octogenarians, these, you know, Mitch McConnell, God, He's worse than, you know, he's like the head of the bad people on the other side. What he's done and what he did to Obama, the way that he has affected life as we know it here in America, he's the worst, Mitch McConnell, in my book. Oh, I, I think Mitch McConnell is the greatest traitor to this country since Robert E. Lee. There you go. I Hands agree down. with you. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, though. Um and I don't think it's ageism. I think, you know, I, I, nobody can tell me that Dianne Feinstein should still be in the Senate. And just as Chuck Grassley is running again, he's like 7,000 years old. I mean, right. it's just, do these people not have anything else to do? Yes. Um, it's just part of it is that they become so institutionalized. And as is, as is almost always the case, that benefits Republicans because Republicans can keep doing the same thing. Uh, they don't need to adapt. So they can have, you know, Mitch McConnell, I don't know how old he is, but, you know, it doesn't matter how old they are because they don't need to change. The Democrats, on the other hand, seem to think that they can continue to play by the same playbook, right. despite the fact that the Republicans have poured gasoline over it and set it on fire. Yes. And then we all watch them attack the Capitol and we all watched it happen. We watched him incite them. We watched him direct them. We watched them go and attack the Capitol and have people die. Whose fault is that if you incite something like that? I mean, it, it's unbelievable to think how much he's gotten away with and that he's still walking around as a free man. But it made me really believe for a moment, have the audacity of hope again to think that there is no one who is above the law in the United States. That's what it made me think, you know, and people were saying, Republicans were saying, if they could do this to the president, wait, to a president who has done criminal activities for his whole life. 
you know. And also, what, he's not in the Oval Office anymore. So there. Right. Exactly. He's a private citizen. And, you know, that's what I felt, too, on Monday. It's like, I, I don't know how this is going to play out, but it definitely feels like the playing field is a little more level than it might have been before this. Right. And, you know, it's the fact that the Republicans leave unsaid the really important part. If they can do this to him, they can do it to you if you've committed crimes against humanity. Right. If you started an insurrection and at the, you overthrow your own government, if you've done that, you know, you better watch out because the feds are coming for you. Yeah. If you've killed a million people by uh, actively doing nothing for COVID, uh, that's right. Exactly. I mean, and and these people, you know what? It kills me when I'm online and the Trump people come in and they are like the women, it kills me when it's the women, you know, guys, I'm like, ugh. You know, but when it's like a woman named Sue going, I don't like you for saying this. He was our best man ever, president, best man ever. I'm like, how does a woman get to go to that place in her head where she can be willfully blind to all of the things that this man has done to the nation, to women, to his own family? This guy is uh, a madman. He's a madman. Who's been enabled at every turn. Yes. And I agree with you. Uh, one, one of the, one of the issues that I, this country has never dealt with is, is it's deep seated misogyny. Yes. Um, you know, I think we can, we know that the racism is institutional and deep seated, but at least we acknowledge that misogyny is it's like, it's, it's okay still. Right. Still and, under wraps. Yeah. Right. And the internalized misogyny of a lot of women, because let's not forget, I, I think more white women voted for him in 2020, which is just horrifying. Shocking. Uh, and and more than 50 percent both times, both in 2016 and 2020. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about cults. And I understand I and I believe just as anybody could end up in an abusive relationship. Anybody can end up in a cult if, you know, they're, they're indoctrinated the right way. Right. This and stuff depends on what's happened to them exactly. in their childhood. Right. Because you can get isolated and, and cut off. This is different. I don't, I'm still having a really tough time wrapping my head around it. And I don't know, maybe it's because, as you said earlier, we've known forever, Donald's just a loser. Yes. He's a loser who who got daddy's money and um, still couldn't succeed in life. You know, he's still bankrupt at casinos. and Over and over and over. Right. Other people don't see it that way. Well, I think it's Mark Burnett and the Celebrity Apprentice. They presented this thing for how many seasons? 20 seasons? I don't even know how long it was on, but uh, it got higher ratings than Super Bowls, the Celebrity Finale. Are you kidding? Yes, it did. And what they sold was lies. They sold the, the big lie that Donald Trump was a successful businessman and somebody who should be respected. That lie they sold to America, and America bought it. And in the same way that they loved their movie stars and their TV stars, he was up there for them. And his, you're fired. And, you know, I mean, it was all shtick. And he did it, and he did it well. And people fell in love with him. And, uh, you know, he was right when he said, I could kill someone on Fifth Avenue. Well, you killed a million people with your COVID fuck up, you know, number one. And uh, you were kind of given carte blanche. And now the cook's coming out. Everybody's coming home, you know, to to check up on you and to say, no, listen, 
You don't get a, you don't get to do what he did to this country and get away with it. You don't. What worries me again is is the the fact that this disease because he's a symptom of dis- of a yes. long-standing disease, of course. Um, it was allowed to metastasize. You know, I think about the fact that from 2017 to 2019, basically 100% of the federal government was in Republican hands. And, um, you know, those people who are typically kept uh, in check by liberal democracy were represented by 100% of the uh federal government and gain power. And then next thing you know, Donald's saying to the proud boys, stand back and stand by. And still the Republican party did not take the off ramp. And now I think they've painted themselves into a corner as much as Donald has. And we're the ones who are are left facing that very troubling scenario. How are you going to convince the people who seem unable or unwilling to look at his crimes and faults and um, what he's done, what he's charged with, including rape. And, you know, I mean, let's get down to it. This is not your nice guy neighbor who never had a controversial moment in his life. I mean, he's accused of sexual assault so many times by so many women and everyone just sort of whatever, you know, whatever Donald can do whatever he wants. Well, Donald's about to find out, and I think he found out the other day that that's not true, that um, he's in the hot seat and he doesn't seem to know the way out this time. And people are going to have to start abandoning him. You know, already Murdoch sort of has started, right? Started sort of not uh, selling him as hard and not. You know what, though? That, that's, that's why I was so surprised on uh, Monday after the FBI served a perfectly legitimate and legal uh, search warrant um, when Fox went all in on uh, Donald's theory of the case, which is that he did nothing wrong and and the FBI and the DOJ are evil. That shocked me because I agree. I think that Fox or at least Murdoch and, and like the New York Post and the Washington Street Journal, sorry, Wall Street Journal have been trying to get some distance. And then it seemed like that went out the window. So I, I was really confused by that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I I think that eventually everybody will abandon him. Um, I don't know if in this country there would be a way to imprison him if he's found guilty of all these charges. But, you know, thanks to him, he's got five years because of the law he made uh, to try to get Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's some kind of cushy, cushy karma right there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I felt hopeful, Mary. I felt like, okay, the DOJ is on it today when Merrick Garland spoke and said, you know, balls back in your court. Um, I'm going to show them what was on the warrant and then let's all see what everyone thinks, you know? Yeah. If only, only James Comey had handled the, um, non event of Hillary Clinton's emails, the way Merrick Garland has been handling this, uh, the world would be a much better place. Right. Um, and, and they say like, you know, that the, the de- Democrats are using the DOJ. That's all he did. He fired right. Andrew McCabe before he was getting his pension two days or something. That's right. He fired Comey. Like I remember when I was talking to some secret service agents who are, uh, the, um, security for a friend of mine who's known and they were dropping me at my house. And I said, 
you know, do you think there's any way he could fire Jim Comey? And then the guys are like, no way. He can't fire. The president can't fire the. You know. And sure enough, one by one by one, he's getting rid of people and everybody's just sort of standing there a little bit in shock. And uh, I mean, what he has done, what he has done with the Department of Justice and used against specific people is uh, criminal. It's criminal. And, and yet nothing was done because it, it benefited the Republicans and they were in charge. Uh, and what, and I, I do want to get back to um, Joe Biden, but something you said about age limits and stuff like that reminds me that one thing that one huge mistake we've made is in thinking that um, norms don't change. Like we can't trust somebody's ability to feel shame. We can't trust uh, right. tradition. We need to codify everything. Yes. You know, um, because otherwise you've got somebody who's impeached twice. And then in the second impeachment, the uh, jury is comprised of witnesses, victims and co-conspirators. Yeah. So. Surprise. Wonder how that worked out. And, and you know, we still have... Uh, active seditionist in the yeah. Senate and in the house. Uh, yes. It's unsustainable, which is why I think, you know, if we want to save democracy, uh, it, it is not just about getting rid of Donald, although that would be lovely. Um, it's about making sure, you know, fascists like Ron DeSantis, yes. who is what outlawing drag shows and outlawing, putting up pictures of black American heroes in classrooms because they're not age appropriate. I mean, the guy's out of control. Like he's out fascisting Donald because he's a real ideologue. He gets yes. within a hundred thousand light years of the white house and we're screwed. Yes. But I don't think he will because he doesn't have that thing, that charisma yeah that horrifying, hypnotizing appeal or, you know, in my case, disdain. Like right. some people see that and are drawn to it. Some people right. see that and are horrified. By but you see it, is. right? Like that's what's so yes. fascinating. It, it's a real thing. Yes, it's a tangible thing. They used to call it the it factor in Hollywood, yep. right? That yep. person has the it factor. Ron DeSantis doesn't, to me, look like a powerful man who's going to charisma his way to the White House, you know? And he didn't have a multi-billion dollar machine behind him of, right. first of all, the lovely Mark Burnett, Celebrity Apprentice, that lie that, you know, was he fertilized the ground with that lie and it grew yeah. and grew and grew. He created a monster. I always say that he created Donald, Donald Trump. And um, I, well, I, I give my grandfather credit for that. But yes. um, people like Roy Code and Mark Burnett certainly picked up the baton yes. and made the most of it. And, you know, Mark Burnett has, doesn't seem to have uh, no, he doesn't suffered have any, any consequences. He hasn't suffered any. And he has big parties with his Christian wife. And, you know, they're here in Malibu and all the nose stars. You know, I don't know how anyone could look at him and be his friend and think this is the man who created that guy out of a lie and sold that lie for millions of dollars. And did nothing because what would it have cost him to release the damning material that would have torpedoed how much, how much, excuse me for moving my face so much closer. (laughs) I had to get a pillow because grandma's old, but um, yeah. How much, you know, would, would he have saved this country if he released those tapes and they were tapes of him and of his essence. And, you know, Mark Burnett decided not to do that and change the course of history for the world. 
for the world. Oh, yeah. Um, because we talk about a, a million COVID deaths. How many people worldwide died because of um, the American policy vis-a-vis COVID, which is to say there wasn't one. I, yeah, you know, there so wasn't I, one at all. No, and, I you know, gleefully so. lying about ventilators, lying about everything. People forget, you know, when people say, oh, you proud of Biden? I'm like, yes, I am. He saved us from him. Yes, I am. He won. Seven million more people decided to vote with Luke Skywalker instead of Darth Vader. Yeah. And we are still dealing with a media that hasn't learned its lesson. No. You know, I I say this all the time. They treat Joe Biden's administration like it's a normal administration that followed a normal administration. No, no, no. Joe Biden came into office, what, two weeks after, for the very first time in American history, there was not a peaceful transfer of power. He came in two weeks after an insurrection against our capital. (laughs) Um, You know, he came in massive economic crisis, massive deaths from COVID. Remember in January 2021, there were upwards of 4,000 people dying Every day. Every day, yeah. Because of Donald Trump. That's what Joe Biden inherited. And now it's like, oh, well, inflation is bad. And even though that's a worldwide problem over which nobody has any power, let's not reelect Joe Biden because inflation and nobody looks at anything else. So in a way, I think the timing of all of this is is perfect for the midterms because, you know, we don't need to worry about um, whether or not Biden runs quite yet. Right. Um, but, but I, I would love if there was like, you know, the Democrats could get their act together and everybody get together and like, let's make a decision for what's the best for the, for the world, for the country. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that another term at his age is viable. Scientific research tells us that the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering core body temperature. Temperature controlled sleep repairs muscle after a hard day's work and it improves cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chilly sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube sleep systems, which are hydropowered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. And this is absolutely true. It is incredible how much better my sleep has been since I have been using Chili Sleep, especially during these incredibly hot summer days where I am, it's 90 degree temperature, 90% humidity. And even though I have air conditioning on, it's still hot at night. So there is nothing better than the chilly sleep system uh, to help you sleep deeply through even the hottest summer nights. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. I didn't think that was possible until I started using Chili Sleep a few weeks ago because Chili Sleep can help make that happen. 
For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket, which is the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. So head over to chilisleep.com slash Mary to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uller system. This offer is available exclusively for the Mary Trump Show listeners and only for a limited time. That's Chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash Mary to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. You can also find the link in the show notes. Well, first of all, let me ask you, because I think I think this might uh, this might matter. Um, I mean, listen, we if we don't win in 2022, as far as I'm concerned, it's all over anyway. It's all over. I agree. All over. Um, but, you know, the 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 polling is changing. Um, you know, the the real clear polling average has Democrats slightly in the lead. Generic about same thing. Um, I'm not counting chickens by any stretch, but in a normal world in which the media covered these things properly, the Democrats would would win in a landslide and have super majorities in both the House and Senate. But do you think winning and losing in the midterms um, will impact the the decision Biden makes vis-a-vis 2024? Yes, I do. I think if we come out strong and the anger about Roe v. Wade and the anger about the Supreme Court uh, remains on the front burner, which it will, because these are horrific times for us in the United States and uh, people get out there and vote. I think we're going to show up and show them it's more than 7 million. It's more than 7 million uh, more, more votes than you guys had. It's a lot more. And you're going to see it when the rage and anger of women in this country who have been declared second class citizens and not able to control their own bodies when that rage is here and it's not going away. And I feel like they made a huge mistake Mm -hmm. and people will rally and support each other and the ideals of this country and reject the authoritative nature of Donald Trump and all of his little cronies. I mean, it's going to be a blip in history, but boy, are we going to be you know, when, when our grandkids are like writing their thesis, you know, for college, <laughs> it'll be like, Nana, yeah. what was that like at that time? What was it like in the country? You know, and there's no civil war. I look around, I don't see any civil war. You know, you do anything no. to Donald and the people are going to go crazy. What people? Exactly. The people that he gathered were at the uh, Capitol. The That's people who the were in jail? Crowd. Yeah, the guys in jail yeah. for seven years, the people that he led into criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. Who, some of whom had no criminal behavior in their past. Why are you here? Donald told me to come. Yep. And listen, you know, there are a lot of those people who maybe wanted to be there or were there but didn't get in trouble. They may still think that they, they may still vote for Donald if he runs again, but they also know that he does not have their back. No. So they just like the Republican Party. They like what he's willing to push through policy-wise because he hates all the same people, I guess. Um, But the fact that... I kind of resent the fact that we we are still having this conversation, honestly. I said to you earlier, like, I'm so tired of him. Yeah. And I'm so tired of the fact that 
you know, we even have to consider the fact that he might be a candidate again. And um, that's that's because, as you said earlier, you know, he's never been held accountable for anything. But it's also because nothing's ever been cumulative. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's like just because you did something wrong and then you do another thing wrong, it doesn't erase the fact that you did the first thing wrong. Exactly. But that's but what he happened. Kept, well, right? he kept topping himself in cruelty, <laughs> right? So you think, well, he's separating families at the border and giddy about it. And you think, well, that's the worst thing. How could he ever get... And then he does something else. And then he, like, he's constantly upping the ante. And um, I think his time has come and he knows it. He knows that he's in trouble. The FBI's got him. And uh, here we go. And will we be able to know that no one is above the law in this country if he is prosecuted for the crimes that he um, very well may have committed? And there's a lot of evidence that he did. Well, uh, right. We we'll now see. know that some of those documents were top secret and sensitive. So, right. And he just took them because he wanted to. And then when they told him to give them back, he only gave some. Like he thinks he's king of uh, the country and he's not. He's and a he petty wanted them for man. a reason. He's a very petty. He's a, he's a very small man. And the reason he wanted them was to sell them to the Russians for money. That's what yes. I believe, too. That's what I believe, too. I, or the Saudis. I mean, yeah, where, why did why did Jared get that two billion dollars? I'm curious. Yeah, you know, and every their big thing that they came out with after he was raided was, what about Hunter Biden's laptop? I'm like, you're so worried about Hunter Biden. Look at how much money Ivanka and Jared made while they were like, do you think that Hunter Biden came anywhere near that amount of money that those two made while grifting off the United States? I read something somewhere that. Uh, one of the one of the ventures he was part of that they they're making so much of he made something like two million dollars over 10 years i'm like are you fucking kidding me mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like what they find in the their couch cushions right exactly you know, that's almost nothing to add to the table you don't even talk about it right ex exactly and you know i i like you i have to be hopeful that this is a turning point but you know i was thinking about this earlier wait a minute, remember when we heard about the fact that the Secret Service and uh, the, what's it called, Department of Homeland Security and the Defense Department all deleted all of their texts? Yeah. And like, now we're not talking about that anymore? Right, it just went away, like his other crimes, And it right? can't, it can't. It can't. Which is why I'm, I'm, very, I'm very grateful for Fadi Willis in uh, Atlanta, and um, I really hope the January 6th committee starts holding hearings ASAP. What, what's your opinion on that? Did you think before we this bombshell on Monday, did you have confidence that the January 6th hearing was making a difference, not just in terms of changing the minds of the American people, but maybe putting some putting a little bit of a fire under the Department of Justice? I was so happy that it was actually produced well. Right. You know, the Republicans have been very smart in using producers like who Mark Burnett to create the narrative for their their politicians. And um, we finally got it through our head that you need some producers to set this up, to have a script, to know when you're, you know, like it's like they rehearsed. They were on it. 
and they delivered the facts to the American people. And I think those who are able to hear it were stunned. And those who are willfully blind, those who feel like, like a, when you find out a parish priest has been molesting the children, half the people in the parish won't believe it. Right. Because their love for the Catholic Church and for the Pope, they just can't believe that a man like that could do something like that. Well, I, I hate to tell you the statistics, but that's what I feel is happening, is that no one's believing that the man is capable of what he has been and what he's done. Like, what he's done to this country, what he did to this nation by orchestrating January 6th with all of his cronies who all should go down for that. I mean, that's the biggest crime, I think, of his um, administration, what he did on January 6th. I, I still, I think it, it will be in history books forever and his name will go down as the worst president that ever lived. I, I think that we can safely say that now. I've heard people push back and say George W. Bush killed more people and I'm sorry, I count covid I do too. I, I I I get it that starting an illegal, unnecessary war was a crime against humanity, uh, which is why Dick Cheney needs to shut the fuck up um, and stop putting out videos about what a liar Donald is. I mean, seriously, um, I think that's the why the phrase "the pot calling the kettle black" was invented. Um, but I. I felt that um, I think that the day after the election, 2016, I wrote down under a piece of paper, defiled, demeaned and diminished. And that's America forever. Like we are stained with this forever. Yes. And it's it's interesting that you brought up the analogy of the Catholic Church. I watched Spotlight last night for like the Mm -hmm. 500th time. Right. And oh, it's brilliant. And it's exactly what you're talking about, though. Here we are 20 years later. Yeah, 20, wow, 20 years later. And the Catholic Church remains. Um, I don't believe that there's been any significant structural changes uh, no. made. And that's how I feel about the white male patriarchy. I mean, yes. we're, we're always protecting, not we, but you know, the Republicans are always protecting white domestic terrorists because it's their base. And how do we how do we make any progress when that's what we're fighting against? Right. When that is the base. And that's why I think, you know, there are Republicans in this country who are not like Trump and they have a hard decision to make what they're going to do. And, you know, the Republican Party needs to be reborn in an image that is nothing like Donald Trump, just like historical Republicans that made this country great and, and participated in in two, a two-party uh, system. And we needed that to be strong and it's worked for 200 years and we need it again. But not with him taking over really a cult. This is a cult, what, what he has done. And all of the factors came together like a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And these people who are unable to see what he is and what he has done, or are they unwilling? Are they unwilling to see it? Is it that they need literally to be deprogrammed, you know, to be shown the truth over and over? And and that's why I was so happy with what Merrick Garland did today when he said, no, we'll show you. We'll show you the warrant. We'll show you what happened. We'll tell you what he's accused of. And, you know, damn well, he's never going to let that go out. Oh, I've no doubt in my mind. 
he'll block it. And then they'll use some bullshit excuse, just like with his taking the fifth 440 times yesterday. It's because, yeah, I know what I've said about taking the fifth in the past, but this is a witch hunt. So, you know, they're out to get me. I can't wait to hear what his excuses are for not uh, releasing the warrant. I don't think he's going to have a choice. I think the judge will rule in the DOJ's favor because he's the one who made it public and he's the one who told people what kinds of materials they took. And he's the one who made this an issue of public safety. Right. So I don't know. I don't think he has, I don't think he has a leg to stand on. Um, I just wonder, I think it was um, John Heilman was in for Nicole Wallace and He said, you know, I think people need to or he thinks people haven't wrapped their heads around. And I'm like, well, I think a lot of people have wrapped their heads around the fact that Donald might still run as an indicted person um, because he knows that the protection of the Oval Office is the only thing that could save him. Right. But I think the Republican Party might let that happen. And, it, it, you know, to your point earlier, who else is there? Well, you know. I think that uh, they have to come up with someone in the same way that we do, because, you know, we can't we can't just throw away and go, we're going to let these, you know, very old white men continue to rule everything. I just think that the nation has gotten to a point where it's time for a change and it's time where the values of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness are taken seriously and we expand the court. We uh, get them to not be so unbelievably partisan. And uh, we have to do that. We have to expand the court. I don't see any way around or through this with that uh, horrible Supreme Court and what they're what they're able to do and push through. You know, and it's it's a shame that once once Donald Trump is found guilty. And I believe he will be, although everyone is, you know, innocent till proven guilty here. But when he is found guilty, why can't they undo all the things that he did during his illegal time? And, you know, like, why don't, can't we get rid of a couple of those Supreme Court justices that all he shoved them. through? Yeah, all of them. Right. They all lied. They all perjured yep. themselves. And let's do a proper investigation into Clarence Thomas, for God's sakes. Yes. You know, and um, Kavanaugh, because that was all compromised, too. You know, the fact that they were able to do that, like in the light of day, just, uh, you know, makes you so heartbroken. It does. And and we need to be really clear. It's all of them. I am thrilled that Liz Cheney has drawn the line somewhere, but she voted with Donald over 93% of the time. She votes exactly. against the Voting Rights Act. She votes against uh, the Dreamers. She votes against climate change legislation. She is... She is just as bad as they are with this one exception and the you said it earlier the entire party has to be you know raised to the ground and and rebuilt um i i did want to get back to the biden issue because i was asked about it a few weeks ago and my position is joe biden's the president he's doing an amazing job if he runs i'm supporting him um so I think that uh, his a what the thing I was worried I my position also is that I ha- I try really hard never to uh, criticize the Democrats on policy issues right now because think of the alternative imagine right. where we would be right now if Joe Biden weren't president. Um, however, when it comes to 
um, how they behave in terms of the elections. I think constructive criticism is absolutely in order. What worries me about Biden is that he maybe still doesn't maybe get how horrible our adversaries in the Republican Party. He actually called Mitch McConnell his friend and a man of honor. And uh, that made me want to jump off a cliff. Me too. I couldn't believe he did that. I thought, you know, this is all those years that they worked together back when there was bipartisan support for each other. You know, but Mitch McConnell has been an evil uh, player in this whole field from the from the get go. And I don't know how he could say that either. And part of me thinks it's because of his age. Right. It's because of his age. And um, he's he's my president, too. I support him. I uh, think he's done an amazing job. I think he saved the world. And I think that uh, in, in 24, I hope that we have another candidate. Did you know only 45% of high school students feel they are prepared for college or careers? And today's sponsor, Stride Career Prep, is helping change that. Stride Career Prep lets students take charge of their education and their future by combining real-world skills training and traditional academics. Students can earn college credit while in high school or get the training needed to land a job right after graduation. I don't think there's anything more important than our kids getting the best education they can. It makes for better citizens and better humans. So anything that can help them reach their potential is something worthwhile. Stride Career Prep prepares your teen for in-demand careers in business, tech, health science, and criminal justice. Students can take courses developed by industry professionals, prepare for certifications, get hands-on experience, network, and most importantly, gain the confidence to succeed. Stride Career Prep is backed by over 20 years of experience in online learning. Take charge today at k12.com slash podcast. That's k12.com slash podcast or look for the link in our show notes. Just out of curiosity, because I, I think it is something worth uh, thinking about. Um, and, you know, I know it's not it's not up to us, but um, and I, I absolutely think it requires Democratic victories in 2022 for that to be viable. Yeah, uh, because otherwise it will it will seem like he's 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 operating from a position of weakness and that will just damage whoever, whomever he chooses to replace him, if he does choose anybody. But just, I'm just curious, like how you think that would work if you have any ideas who you think it should be. Well, I love Stacey Abrams. Number one, I think she has fortitude and gravitas and intelligence. And I don't know. I, I think that, she has it. I have, she has that it thing. I also think Gavin Newsom has it. And I love uh, the way that he has go governed the the state of California. I love the way that he talks to his constituents. I love Beto. I think he's uh, amazing. And yeah. Texas needs him, I think. And I hope to God that he wins that race. Um, yes. And he's been working hard down there. But boy, if there was a place that it would be almost impossible for him to win, 
Texas is it. But he's there, and you know, you never know. You never know. I believe in him. I believe he has a Kennedy-like vibe, and mm-hmm. people relate to him and and uh, feel hopeful with him, and they feel that he cares because he does. He shows up, talks to everyone. He's uh, one hell of a politician and one hell of a humanitarian, and I think that's what's been missing. You know, um, Trump was not a humanitarian in any capacity. There are good people on both sides, he said, yep. about Nazis. You know, I mean, we forget everything he did. Uh, people forget so quickly. And I wish it was on a constant roll, things that the president is accused of. And it just every, you know, thir- 30 seconds, you see it on Twitter. And just think the facts of what he's accused of. And also, uh, like you said, what he did, let, like, let's remind people every day, how many children still haven't been reunited with their parents because yes. Donald and his administration kidnapped and tortured them. Yes. You know, and that's why I think you're right about, I think both Stacey Abrams and Beto hopefully will, uh, are, are being consulted about how to be a politician in this day and age, because we need people speaking our language. We need people speaking truth to power. And uh, Beto recently uh, modeled that when in in speaking with a small group of people about the massacre in Uvalde and the fact that so many children were slaughtered, uh, somebody started, I guess it was an Abbott heckler, started laughing. And he turned around and he said, you might think it's funny, motherfucker, but I don't. Yes, thank you. Be human in the moment. Yes. We need that real. kind of spontaneity and, right, and willingness off, you know, to often, be vulnerable. Authenticity was missing when Trump was in there. Right. Authenticity went out the window, and now people are craving it. People are craving reality brought to them, you know, uh, truth. And you can feel this. This is something that you can't make up. You can feel it in someone. And, you know, what kind of a person they are and what kind of a leader they would make. And we have to make better leaders in this country. And this, you know, the fact that uh, Manchin has coal mines and is voting against climate change and like, this is somehow legal in the country. You could be make money off of the things that you vote against. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's set up in such a, a backward way that allows for so much corruption that, it's hard to imagine that it could ever be righted again, but for God's sake, I'm hoping and I'm trying. And as we go through, you know, 22, get the women, get the women out there and not the women who hide behind male white privilege, the women who are not willing to be culpable, who are, are saying, no, we have had enough and we're not going to take it. Uh, we're looking for those women and they're out there and, you know, they're in Republican homes. They're women who don't want their daughters to bleed out from an unsafe medical abortion um, in the streets, which, you know, in some states will be happening. Um, to have Facebook report on people who supposedly are going traveling to get an abortion. It's like, this is the handmaid's tale. We're living in it, people. It doesn't happen uh, like a movie. It happens just like this. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And and what I think a lot of um, people aren't getting yet, uh, because some people may think this doesn't apply to them. Um, rich people, if you if you 
have an ectopic pregnancy in Alabama, you can't jump on your private jet because you need to go to the emergency room. Right. And guess what? They're not going to treat you. You know, so I think it's it's very important to help people understand just the totality mm. of what's been taken away from us and go after, I mean, th this also drives me crazy and I hope the Democrats stop doing it. Forget about the white guy in the diner in the mid Midwest. <laughs> you right, know, right. We need to go after anybody who voted for Donald twice is a waste of time. I agree. Right. Go after suburban women. Go after people who don't vote because they feel that they've been disenfranchised and they're they're not part of the system. And that does give us because, you know, what's fascinating, like they put everything on the table because I think, you know, they overstepped just like Donald just overstepped. Right. And totally. it's gonna, right. And we need to keep that front and center and let them play defense for a change. I agree. We have to do that. And, you know, to motivate these women, young women, you know, they're out there kicking ass, so proud of these young college age kids and even younger with their signs protesting at the Supreme Court. It gives me such hope, you know, and we have to get our right to reproductive freedom back and we're going to fight until we do. And remember, it's not just about like any woman. I don't care how old you are. I don't know, care if you can still have children or not. You are a second class citizen. Yes. Because a right has been taken away from you. Uh, you know, we go to Alabama, we're not fully fledged American citizens anymore. And I think it's important to put it in that context as well. Uh, Rosie, I, I want to talk really quickly, but I just about your, your new project. Oh, that's um, okay, honey. Sorry. Are you sure? You mentioned oh, it at the okay. beginning. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just want to let everybody know that it's uh, American Gigolo. It's premiering in September, right? Yeah, September 9th on um, Showtime. And for those of you who are Gen Xers, uh, it's based on the movie with Richard Gere, which That's, I snuck into. Ooh, I wasn't wow. quite old enough. Yeah, I wasn't quite old enough for that <laughs> one either. But I did see it in, in later years. And, you know, it's a very interesting film. It takes place now 20 years later. And I'm the cop that arrested him. And we find the real killer and he gets out of jail. And so I try to get him to help me find out who did it, who set him up. And that's the premise. And I play a cop and it's a pretty good show. I can't wait. I'm really excited. And Rosie, I'm, I'm also, I'm so grateful for your voice because you've been probably the most consistent, um, not just critic of Donald, but person who understands the, the significance of allowing somebody like him to get away with it and to gain power. Yes. Um, a, you know, a lot of people didn't see that. And you've been on this for f much longer than either one of us would. would well, since we were both kids and we saw him for the corrupt little, you know, used car salesman he is. Yeah. He never fooled the people of New York. New York never welcomed him. He was never the toast of the town. You know, he was uh, somebody that we all saw through. And now, you know, chickens coming home to roost for him. So. We'll see what happens. One can only hope. Uh, I am so grateful that you're here. I cannot wait to see you. Everybody, Rosie and I are going to be in San Francisco together in October. I'm so yes, excited indeed. about that. We've never met in person before, which is weird. Although I think, were you at uh, his wedding to Marla? Yes. Were you there so too? I was too, but we didn't meet. Yeah, I, I didn't was, stay long. I, <laughs> very I was, wise. I was watching. Remember when he walked down the aisle and he shook everyone's hand? 
was like, what is he doing? This is his wedding, but whatever. Oh, it's always a rope line for Donald. Yeah, exactly. What can I say? Well, anyway. thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. I'm ever, anytime you want me, call me up. Fab- Hopefully, again, there are going to be more hearings and, and you can. Uh, totally. I'll jump in. All right. Fantastic. It was wonderful to see you. And, to, uh, good to I'll, see you, too. I'll, I'll see, see you soon. soon. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was amazing. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, is just one of a kind. Uh, she's a great human being, and I'm seriously grateful that she was here uh, to spend some time with us tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening um, and for your comments. It's always great to have you here and engaged. Uh, just a reminder that we will have our Tuesday strategy session at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's on youtube.com slash Politicon with my nerd adventures. Uh, We're still trying to figure out if I'm Nick Fury or Black Widow, Um, but that's a conversation for another time, and I have no idea what either of those things means. So I'm going to count on Wash to figure that out for me. Uh, And then, obviously, next week, we'll have our regular Thursday night uh, interview show, That's at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Also, youtube.com slash Politicon. And while you're on Politicon's YouTube page, please subscribe to Politicon. It doesn't cost anything. Like the episode, comment if you'd like, and click on uh, this bell here because that way you will be sure to get every new video as it drops. I've been making shorter videos just to kind of keep ourselves up to speed with the increasingly insane pace of news, which is kind of ridiculous that I have to say that because it's been insane for a very long time now. Uh, but, you know, Donald Donald needs to uh, stay relevant, apparently. And uh, this time around, though, it's Merrick Garland who's, who's making that happen. Very grateful for that. Also, you can listen to the show in podcast form on Apple or anywhere else you listen. And please do give the show a five-star review because it really does help other people find the show and uh you know amplify the show when you can Uh, i think it's important uh, especially as we near the midterms that more people um hear the guests and hear the nerd avengers who always have such a great take on everything that's going on and that is it for now everybody have an amazing weekend we will see you tuesday at 12 p.m eastern 9 a.m pacific in the meantime please stay safe and be kind